This podcast is not intended as a substitute for professional help. If you or someone you know is facing difficulties, I advise you consult a psychologist. Hi everyone and welcome to Psych for Life with Dr. Amanda Ferguson. I'm your host, Dr. Amanda Ferguson. In today's episode, I'll be discussing how to laugh yourself happier and healthier. Laughter and humour are important to our health, happiness, learning and relationships, and we could all benefit from remembering to laugh and share humour with each other right now. Staying physically, socially connected is critical for our resilience and has even been shown to reduce our risk of dementia in our later years. But in the last few years, this has been severely restricted, of course, With the ongoing uncertainty of global diseases and climate severity and disasters, our ability to connect in person has been severely compromised, and so too our opportunities to share a joke and a good laugh. We've missed being with workmates in the office, chatting on the sideline at sport events, and we may be sick of our family after too much time together as well due to work from home. Laughter and humour can smooth the way back into normal life at work, play, friendships and in home life. Laughing with another person creates what positive psychology researcher Barbara Fredrickson calls a micro-moment of positive connection. And positive, authentic connection is key for mental health. Our levels of happiness increase when we laugh together. Humour is universal to humans and shared across all cultures. Take April Fool's Day, also called All Fool's Day. This is recognised in most countries on the first day of April when people play practical jokes on this day, for example, telling friends that part of their clothing's undone or sending them on a so-called fool's errand. Although the day has been observed for centuries, we still don't know how it originated. It may relate to festivals like the Hilaria, of ancient Rome and the Holy Celebration in India, both observed at the end of March. If someone plays an April Fool's joke on you and it makes you laugh, thank them. It turns out they did you a favour. And that's because laughter is scientifically proven to benefit mental health. The main effects of laughter include stress reduction, strengthened social connections, and the production of the feel-good chemical called endorphin. Humour is energising. It can help us to persevere in tedious tasks by increasing the amount of time we spend on these tasks by up to twice as much time. In the long history of research we have on how people learn, we consistently find people learn better when things are fun and when fun is part of the learning process. If you think about it, you might remember times in classes or lectures when the teacher made the task or the topic fun and you found yourself more interested more engaged, and retaining more information. The Mayo Clinic in the USA finds that humour and laughter not only help to reduce stress, they can also help our tolerance of pain, giving respite, replenishing our spirits, and by being enjoyable, they energise us. So what are the short-term benefits of laughter and humour? A good laugh has been shown to produce great short-term effects. When you start to laugh, it doesn't just lighten your load mentally, it actually induces physical changes in your body. When we laugh and smile, cortisol levels decrease. Cortisol is also known as the stress hormone, so the lower levels are better for our mental health. Intense laughter produces a sudden discharge of nervous energy, which was discovered in 1945 by the scientist Cyril Burt. 
Laughter can stimulate many organs. Laughter enhances our intake of oxygen-rich air. It stimulates our heart, lungs and muscles and increases the endorphins released by our brain. Laughter activates and relieves our stress response. A good long laugh fires up and then cools down our stress response. It can increase and then decrease the heart rate, blood pressure, and this results in a good relaxed feeling. Laughter soothes tension and can stimulate circulation, aid muscle relaxation, and reduce some of the physical symptoms of stress. In the long term, laughter doesn't just give us a quick fix, but it produces long-term results. It can improve our immune system. Negative thoughts manifest into chemical reactions that can affect our bodies by creating more stress and decreasing our immunity, whereas positive thoughts can create neuropeptides that help fight stress and potentially more serious illnesses. Laughter can relieve pain and has been found to ease pain by causing the body to produce its own natural painkillers. It can increase our personal satisfaction, making it easier for us to cope in difficult situations and to connect with other people. It can improve our mood, particularly depression, anxiety and stress, which are on the rise and sometimes are due to chronic illnesses. So laughter can help reduce mood problems and make us feel happier. Because what happens in the body also affects the mind, these positive changes in physical health also have a profound impact on our mental health. We have a lot to gain from laughing, and it has the following effects on our mental health. The endorphins that it releases promote a sense of well-being and relieve stress. Laughter decreases anger. When we're in a difficult situation or we're disagreeing with someone, finding the humour in it can help us to diffuse anger, conflict and self-blame. Laughter eases and counteracts distressing emotions such as sadness, anxiety, and helps us to release other intense emotions, such as anger and grief. Laughter relaxes and revitalizes us. As well as reducing stress, it increases our energy levels, and it actually helps us to refocus. Laughter expands our perspective. It helps us to see another point of view and to see things in a new way, in a less threatening way, and when we can laugh about it and take it less seriously, we open our minds. Because laughter reduces cortisol levels, this increases our mental resilience. Laughter brings more joy and fun into our lives. Humour can even help our love life. When we share a similar sense of humour to someone else, this shows a high level of compatibility. And that's because humour comes from the subconscious mind, which is the bulk of our minds, 90% of our minds. So if we share a sense of humour, we have a lot more in common than we might even think. Humour is important to the health and longevity of romantic relationships as well. We've all seen couples or even been part of a couple where in the middle of a fight, one makes a joke that dissipates or even ends the fight and brings the couple back together again. Famous relationship psychologist John Gottman found he could predict whether a romantic relationship would last within the first few minutes of meeting a couple simply by watching whether a makeup joke or gesture made by one person was well received by the other or not. When couples accept the olive branch or the offer from their partner to make up or a gesture of apology, the relationship is more likely to last. And this is usually enacted through humour. Similarly, psychologist Robert W. Levinson of the University of California at Berkeley asked couples to discuss something about their partner that annoyed them. 
Some couples laughed and smiled while doing this. As a result, they reported feeling better immediately and being more satisfied in their relationship. Further, like Gottman found, Levinson found that these couples stayed together longer. Being with other people makes us laugh more than jokes do. Another psychologist, Robert Provine from the University of Maryland, found that we actually laugh most when talking to our friends. In fact, Provine found we are 30 times more likely to laugh at something when we're with other people. Laughter helps our connections with others in general. In turn, these stronger connections aid our mental and emotional health. When we laugh with a friend or a group of friends, family or workmates, the bonds between us get stronger. Laughter brings us all together. Overall, humour and playfulness strengthen all these relationships. Laughter helps heal rifts, disagreements between friends and loved ones, and it helps us take ourselves less seriously, so we become less defensive and less stuck in our own point of view. So what happens when we laugh? Fifteen facial muscles contract, and there's an electrical stimulation of the zygomatic major cheek muscle in particular. The epiglottis, that small lid just above our larynx that prevents food and drink going down our windpipe, half closes, interrupting our breathing, and so our intake of air becomes irregular and gasping. So we usually make noises, of course, ranging from giggles all the way to boisterous guffaws. Our muscles relax more quickly after laughing at funny cartoons than after looking at beautiful scenery. Watching 30 to 60 minutes of comedy produces beneficial changes to our immune system that remain for 12 hours. Laughter's infectious, and the reason for that is we all have a detector in our brains that's devoted to laughter, and it responds to laughter by triggering neural circuits that generate more laughter. So how does laughter help our emotional health? Well, seeing a smile and returning it changes our brain chemistry. It gives us a natural high, and it gives us more pleasure than eating chocolate than shopping, than receiving money, or drinking coffee. Because laughing creates feelings of happiness and joy, it makes it much easier to think creatively around a problem. Humour makes it easier to get in touch with our feelings and to control them in difficult situations. Regular laughter puts us in a positive mindset and gradually makes us positive thinkers. And the ability to solve problems and to be creatively thinking about problem solving is why humour is often part of workplace brainstorming. Humour makes it easier to challenge negative thoughts. Positive thinking and optimism are linked with better health. So you see, our sense of humour is one of our most powerful tools to regulate our daily mood, emotional state, health and problem solve. The late Norman Cousins is perhaps the best known proponent of laughter as medicine. There's that phrase, laughter's the best medicine. In 1964, at about age 50, Cousins was a well-known editor and was diagnosed with a connective tissue disease known as ankylosing spondylitis. Doctors told him that he had only a 1 in 500 chance of recovery. He was hospitalised with severe pain, high fever and near paralysis of the legs, neck and back. Cousins discovered that he felt less pain and fewer symptoms while he was enjoying something that made him laugh. He took regular doses of movies that made him laugh and he lived for another 25 years after his diagnosis. 
He went on to have a second career where he studied the medical effects of laughter, joining the University of California as a researcher in biochemistry and as a professor of medical humanities. Since then, researchers have continued to validate the pain-relieving effect and benefits of laughter. Studies have shown that laughter strengthens the immune system, most likely because laughter, like other forms of happiness, triggers the nervous system's relaxation response. A good laugh relieves physical tension, subsequently leaving the muscles relaxed for as long as 45 minutes. So what about laughter as therapy? Laughter is so beneficial for mental health that psychologists now incorporate it into therapy, including into psychiatric settings to treat serious mental illness. Some organisations use stand-up comedy to promote healing, training people to turn their experiences with mental health challenges into stand-up comedy routines. The performers gain a sense of control and self-worth. These performances help educate the public around mental health issues and reduce stigma. I know professionally in working closely with New South Wales public hospitals, psychologists and teams work to train doctors to learn how to deal with difficult conversations that they need to have with patients and families, and these teams use acting and humour. There's ongoing scientific validation for the impact of laughter on mental health. The study of laughter is called gelatology, and it was established in the late 1960s. The field examines the physiological and psychological effects of humour, and many researchers have found the evidence of healing, and many researchers have found the evidence of the healing power of laughter. And making ourselves laugh works as well. Typically, something makes us laugh, and then the benefits follow to our mind and body. But it can also go the other way, meaning we can decide to laugh or smile first and then gain the benefits, even if we're pretending. The body responds as if it's real, and we gain the same benefits, the same release of endorphins in the mind as well. A study at Georgia State University found that incorporating simulated laughter into an exercise program helped improve older adults' mental health and aerobic endurance. Psychologist Steve Wilson started the World Laughing Tour in the late 1990s to promote the benefits of humour and laughter. Participants learned to laugh even without the aid of jokes and eventually the simulated laughter turns into real laughter. And then there's laughter yoga. Similarly, laughter yoga developed by physician Madan Kataria in Mumbai, India, is where we find ourselves making ourselves laugh. The sessions begin with exercises that mimic the physical activity of laughter. This fake laughter transforms into genuine laughter, and partly because hearing others laugh makes us laugh too. Laughter yoga's impact on depression has been scientifically validated and studies have found laughter yoga was more effective than physical exercise in alleviating depression in older women. Other studies have shown laughter is part of our process of human evolution. The biggest adaptive problems have been how to maintain a group and how to rise in the rank in the group hierarchy and laughter helped people to do this and still does, of course. Now, laughter is different to humour. Buting and colleagues distinguished between humour and laughter in a study in 2020. Because of the known health benefits of laughter, it's considered a holistic care approach in medicine. 
But in medical oncology, especially the palliative phase, using humor has been considered inappropriate. In this study, nearly all of these oncology specialists reported using humor. That was 97% of them. And all reported sometimes laughing during consultations. That was 83% of them. And they experienced a positive effect of the laughter. Patients also experienced the same effects. Humour always prevailed despite medical difficulties and patients also used humour to broach difficult topics and to downplay challenges. Patients and doctors felt using humour was sometimes inappropriate, often because they didn't share the same humour. Laughter, in contrast, was regarded as lighter than humour and could be more easily used, but specialists caution against patients using laughter to avoid difficult topics. So many conversations were full of laughter, and the hierarchy usually experienced between healthcare professionals and patients and their relatives seemed to disappear when using laughter. So if applied appropriately, adding shared laughter may help optimise shared decision-making in oncology and other medical settings. So what are the ways to finding more happiness in your life? Start by cultivating more humour and laughter. And here are some of the ways. Smile more. Like laughter, smiling's contagious. It has a positive effect on us and on the people around us. Try smiling more often at colleagues, friends, family, and even people you meet briefly. Practice gratitude. When we're consciously reflecting on what we're grateful for, it opens our minds and hearts, brings us closer to laughter and joy. Keep a gratitude journal or make a list of things you're grateful for or find three things you're grateful for each day. Seek out laughter. Spend time with people who make you laugh. When you overhear laughter, find out why. People usually love to share what's making them laugh. Organize game nights. Gather your friends or family around a board game or another game. Being together and being playful catalyzes laughter. Get a pet. Visit a friend's pet or look at pictures or shows of pets. Spending time or watching playful animals makes most people laugh. Tell jokes and laugh at other people's jokes and find humour in conversations. Talk about what made you laugh today or tell your favourite jokes. Try a laughter yoga class. We can improve our sense of humour. If you're afraid you're not good at humour, don't worry. Humour can be learned and it may be easier than you think. For instance, put humorous things in front of you. Find photos, comic strips, greeting cards that make you laugh, hang them up in your home or at your office, watch funny movies, books, magazines, comedy videos, go online at joke websites, go to comedy clubs, look through your local bookstore or library, and look for joke books. Find a way to laugh about your own situations and notice if your stress is fading away. Even if it feels forced at first, practice laughing. Remember, it's doing your mind and body good. Make a habit of spending time with friends who make you laugh and collect funny stories or jokes to share with people around you. Importantly, know what isn't funny. Some forms of humour aren't appropriate. Make sure you don't laugh at the expense of other people and judge wisely to discern a good joke from a bad or hurtful one. Because laughter is the best medicine, try to make yourself laugh. Raise the corners of your mouth up into a smile and then give a laugh, even if it feels forced. Then gauge how you're feeling. Do you feel more relaxed or happy? Do your muscles feel a little less tense? Isn't laughter a natural wonder?
So, it's clear, laughter is good for our physical and mental health, for stress and depression, it's free, and makes our lives more enjoyable. Now, being more aware of the power of laughter and humour, let's stay more conscious and remember to use these valuable tools to help ourselves and others to navigate the uncertain times ahead. Make sure you laugh today and every day. If anything discussed in this podcast has caused you concern or distress, contact your general practitioner or health provider. To locate a psychologist in your area, call the Australian Psychological Society and locate Find a Psychologist Service on 1800 333 497 or visit www.findapsychologist.org.au. If you or someone you know is in crisis, Lifeline is available 24-7 on 13 11 14 and Kids Helpline, again 24-7 on 1800-55-1800 and both are free of charge. To find out more about me, please visit my website, dramandaferguson.com.au. You can find the link in my show notes. The opinions expressed by guests in these podcasts aren't necessarily shared by me.